0: Jesus House, in pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential, impacting lives. This message is being brought to you from Jesus House, London. God bless you. Our Father and our God, as we come before you tonight, as we come, we ask sincerely, that in your kindness and in your mercy, that in everything that we are and in everything that we do, that you take absolute control. We thank you for the grace, Father Almighty God, to come before you and listen to your word, speak your word and share at your table. Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus that you make the Bible simple. Open our hearts that we may understand you. Change our lives as only you can. Be God on our behalf. Father Almighty God, do something special in our lives, O Lord. In Jesus's most holy name, we have prayed. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, as we come to tonight, we're going to continue from where we left off yesterday. And our aim is to wrap up this section whereby we're speaking about the name of Jesus and how, um, why Jesus's name is so powerful. Um, And we've been speaking about that for the last few weeks. And so we're looking at the fact that Jesus's name is so powerful because he won it by overcoming. That's he won it literally in battle. He overcame. And the benefits of that are wrapped up or presented to us in Revelations 5, which has been our text. We've read four and we are reading five we are working through five. And so tonight, ladies and gentlemen, to start, I'm going to read from Revelations chapter five. As we get into, we'll pick up from where we left off last week. We covered three areas. um, And when I get to that verse, uh, we will break that down, but we will continue. But I will read the scripture for tonight, just in case somebody's joining for the first time. And if you are, you are most welcome. And So ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to read from Revelations chapter 5. I'm going to read from the King James version of the Bible. I, if there are any unfamiliar words, then I will explain them or I'll use another version of the Bible to break it down in, as we go along. And so ladies and gentlemen, I'll read from Revelations 5 and I'll start at verse 1. The Bible says, and I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne, a book written within and on the backside, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof. And no man in heaven nor in earth, nor under the earth was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. Verse nine. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne. And the beasts and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. Verse 12, which we are working through, saying with a loud voice Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Verse 13, and every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth, and such as are in the sea, and all that are in them, heard I saying, blessing and honor, glory and power, be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the lamb for ever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and 20 elders fell down and worshiped him that liveth forever and ever. And so ladies and gentlemen, what I want you to, what I clearly want you to understand what we're speaking about and what we are going through, what we're we're looking at today is we are looking at why Jesus's name is so powerful. And the foundation of that is that when we pray in the name of Jesus, it's nice to know what is behind that name. We have already spoken about the fact that he inherited a great name. We are, he had a name conferred on him, and we are now looking at the name that he won in battle. Now, last week, we and the key foundation of this, ladies and gentlemen, and I'll say this early is this. So, when you go into the place of prayer, when we come into the place of prayer and we pray in the name of Jesus, when we pray like that, we are assured that Jesus has answered our prayers he has done what we ask and he will do what he has promised you and so ladies and gentlemen as we begin tonight we're going to continue from where we left off last week last week we looked at the first five things the fact that Jesus has been is worthy to receive we're focusing, on verse, focusing on verse 12 and Jesus has received power we spoke about that last week riches we spoke about that last week wisdom we spoke about that last week and strength and it was on strength that we ended and we clearly stated that the one thing that the lord calls strong or is referred to as powerful whereby we get to the element of strength is his word and that hopefully that really changes your bible study that's where we ended it last week and so as we con we're going to continue ladies and gentlemen from there and then we'll go and then we'll keep going. And so the next thing we're going to look at, ladies and gentlemen, is the fact that Jesus has received honor. All honor has been granted unto him. Now, when honor is a very interesting name. When you break that word down, it means value, esteem, dignity, and rank. That means when the name of Jesus is mentioned by virtue of his rank and by virtue of the honor conferred on him by virtue of this action of him overcoming and things being conferred onto him, the Bible says when he speaks, his word is final. And that's something I want you to keep in mind. So, let's look at that another element of the word honor means deference and reverence when we say deference to defer to somebody or to reverence somebody, is when that person speaks by virtue of their position we say your word goes and so ladies and gentlemen we realize when the name of Jesus is mentioned the honor associated with that name carries weight in all realms now let's look at that in detail And so please turn in your Bible. um, Please turn in your Bible to the book of Philippians, chapter 2. Philippians 2. And I'm going to read from verse 5. Yes. Philippians 2. I'm going to read from verse 5, and I'll stop at verse 11. My focus is verse 11. This indicates the rank, and so I'll read from 5, and I'm reading from the Amplified Classic version of the Bible. The Bible says, let this same attitude and purpose and humble mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Let him be your example in humility, who although being essentially one with God and in the form of God, possessing the fullness of the attributes which make God God did not think this equality with God was a thing to be eagerly grasped or retained, but stripped himself of all privileges and rightful dignity, so as to assume the guise of a servant slave in that he became like men and was born a human being. And after he had appeared in human form, he abased and humbled himself still further and carried his obedience to the extreme of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, Because he stooped so low, God has highly exalted him and has freely bestowed on him the name that is above every name, that in at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue frankly and openly confess and acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So ladies and gentlemen, what I want you to understand as we as we come to tonight, what I want you to understand is this, when the name of Jesus is mentioned, let's understand what happens when you mention somebody's name. It is as good as if the person is, is standing right beside you so if you are given something from a a, a managing director or you're giving something from somebody of a royal standard or you're giving something as simple as a child carrying the name of their father when they use the name everything behind the name is as if the person is standing there So ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says when the name of Jesus is spoken by you and I in faith and in prayer in all realms, in anything above us, that's the heavens, in anything in this realm and anything under the earth, that means in hell, doesn't matter how deep they go, the name of Jesus carries a sufficient amount of honor. It doesn't just command respect. It demands and has enforced respect. That means they know that in this matter, we cannot turn it around. And so, ladies and gentlemen, what I want you to understand, when you pray the will of God in the name of Jesus, I want you to understand that in all realms, in all realms, doesn't matter where they hear it or what is said, please hear me keep this in mind, when the name of Jesus is spoken, Satan and his cohorts, whatever stands against you, has to back off, has to back off. And, it, and when you understand that you pray like this in the name of Jesus, it's quite remarkable when these things work because it works in all realms, in all realms. And I'll give you a very recent example. I was driving. I, I went to um I went to Birmingham for um a service. My, my my cousin unfortunately passed away and I went for the service and I was driving back. And so I was, I tried, I was literally coming back and I was halfway back, and my wife phoned me. And I just wanted to find out, how are you? And I told her, listen, these are my plans. I'm gonna drive into church. I'm just gonna drive straight down. And she said one of the ladies that was in the church office had lost her phone and she was and, and that, that she was still in church because i thought she would have gone home she said the person had lost their phone and the person was distraught now we're coming up to 7:14 so i'm going to pause the story i will pick up from exactly there so let's take our declarations ladies and gentlemen it's 7:14 oh lord we are your people called by your name we humble ourselves and we pray. We seek your face. We turn from our wicked ways. Hear from heaven, Lord. Forgive our sins and heal our land. In Jesus' name, we pray. We declare our land is healed in the name of Jesus. And ladies and gentlemen, whatsoever the land is concerning you, we believe that God is taking your land, whether that be the United Kingdom or another country, that God will heal it, and he will heal it in a very unique way, because we have asked in the name of Jesus. So practical example, I'm coming down the motorway, and my wife says that this lady has lost her fund, that they've been looking for it for about an hour. And this was on Tuesday last week. And in all sincerity, once my wife, we, we finished speaking, and I said, okay, look, I'll, I'll leave you be Try and sort that out, and I'll call you back in a minute. She put the phone down, Now I'm driving down the motorway, and I started praying. And I prayed a very simple prayer. And my wife was praying, and obviously the, the lady was praying, that we hope we find our phone. And I prayed a very simple prayer. And I said, Lord Jesus, let the phone be found. Let somebody hand it in. Let nobody get into the phone. Jesus, we, we have nowhere else to go but I believe we believe you and I I was speaking for myself and I just said Lord let the phone be found this person does so much and I said in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth let it be found 15 minutes later my phone rings my wife says the phone has been found the manager of the restaurant that they had gone to had picked up the phone and he, had, and he had kept it. And then he finally picked up the phone after we prayed. Now, I want you to understand, it wasn't just my prayer. My wife had been praying. The lady whose phone was lost had been fr- praying. But then when you pray in the name of Jesus, once I finished praying in the name of Jesus, I felt the Holy Spirit say, you know what, leave it be, we're good. 15, 20 minutes later, the phone is found and we have an absolute praise party. Now, ladies and gentlemen, what am I telling you? The name of Jesus holds sway in every realm. So that was in the physical realm. So what about praying for things that are beyond your reach or praying for things that you can't handle or praying for things that you know you can't deal with? So things that are obviously beyond us or things that have anything to do with invisible bodies that are not of God. I want you to understand that when you pray in the name of Jesus, things change. And I mean, things honestly change. And so what I want you to understand is please be confident. Why do things change? The Bible says that at the name of Jesus, by virtue of the honor and the rank that Jesus holds, When you speak in his name, everything bows. But the challenge for many of us is that it bows in the invisible. And this is where faith and confidence in the name comes in. So when you pray with the faith and confidence that, no, I know the name will work. The machinery of heaven goes to work on your behalf. And things change around you. And so this is what I'll, I, I, I will read one more scripture and then I'll go to, um we're going to go to two more scriptures and then we'll move on. So let me show you what that looks like. And then we will actually pray. Um, I'm going to read from Acts chapter three. And in Acts chapter three, Peter makes a statement. Acts chapter three, verse 16. And Peter is explaining how the lame man at the gates of the gate called Beautiful was healed because Jesus, um, Peter had said, I don't have any silver and gold. Not that I'm poor, but this situation is not going to be solved by silver and gold. He says, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. The man rises up and walks. Now, what I also want you to know, ladies and gentlemen, please keep this in mind. This is Peter and now explains to people around him that they said, what have you done? And the Bible says in verse 16, he explains and he says, and his name speaking about Jesus and his name through faith in his name has made this man strong whom you see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Notice it is faith in the name. You have to have the confidence that what the Bible says about the name of Jesus is true. When you now place that into action in your prayers, then you begin to see a result. Now, when we understand about faith, how does faith in the name of Jesus come? Romans 10 verse 17 the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So what we realize is when you now read the stories, when you now realize what Jesus has done, and you translate that into trust and confidence in the name of Jesus. And one last thing I'm going to say in a moment in the name of jesus the name will work on your behalf so that's key so it is faith and confidence in the name you must have faith and confidence in the name of jesus when you now use it there will be a result okay last scripture in this or or another scripture in this area is this please turn in your Bibles. To the book of Isaiah 54, verse 17. Isaiah 54, verse 17. And this is what I want you to understand. Please keep this in mind. You have every right to use the name of Jesus. That means it's not an if, a but, or a maybe. You have the same right to use his name as if he is speaking where you are speaking. So it's not, so if I didn't have the right to use his name, then they have everything in the world and everything around me, they don't have to respond. But Jesus said, I give you my name. Whatsoever you ask the father in my name, he will grant you, meaning you have every legal right to use the name of jesus so when you use the name when you use the name of jesus christ the results will show up i've got a couple of questions and i'll come to them in a minute but let's come with me to isaiah 54 and this is something and this is where you begin to realize that the beautiful thing about jesus's name it makes the it ties the bible all together Isaiah 54 is a relatively famous verse, and this is what it says. It says, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Now, the first one is pretty clear. No weapon fashioned against you will prosper. That means anything that is planned against you will not hold sway. Doesn't matter what they plan. Doesn't matter what they put together. Stick with the Lord. It's not going to work. The Lord is going to turn it around for your good. It does not matter how dark it gets, but God is going to turn it around for your good. So no weapon is going to prosper. You will realize things um, things that, listen carefully, things that should have harmed you will promote you. Things that should have broken you will serve you in the long run the second thing that is in Isaiah 54 verse 17 is as follows the bible says and any tongue that shall rise against you in judgment you will condemn now pause that means there is a place where people can say things but where your voice needs to be heard And when you speak in the name of Jesus, what anything or anybody else has said has to bow to what God said about you. So, this is what I want you to understand about prayer. The Bible says, very, remember, prayer gives you access to where everything is decided. Come with me, ladies and gentlemen. Let's have a look at hebrews 12 and we will look at verses 22 to 24 hebrews 12 verse 22 to 24 and this is where your voice is heard and when you speak in the name of jesus it is as good as jesus speaking in, when you speak the bible says it, hebrews 11 t- hebrews 12 verse 22 but rather you have come to mount zion i'm reading from the amplified classic version even to the city of the living god the heavenly jerusalem and to countless multitudes of angels in festival gathering and to the church assembly of the firstborn who are registered as citizens in heaven and to god who is judge of all notice when you are when anything comes against you it has to go to the judge but you ladies and gentlemen can present your prayers and your arguments in that place and the bible says you will win out because you're praying in the name and the victory of our lord and savior jesus christ let me keep reading God who is judge of all, and to spirits of the righteous, the redeemed in heaven who have been made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator, go between agent of a new covenant, and the sprinkled blood which speaks of mercy, a better and nobler and more gracious message than the blood of Abel which cried out for vengeance. So when you lift your prayers in the name of Jesus, it is as good as someone standing in the courts of heaven and jesus standing right beside them so this is what i want you to realize in the place of prayer this is what i want you to keep in mind and so the bible says any tongue that rises up against you in judgment it doesn't matter what when i say any tongue literally when something says somebody says oh you've got a cold someone says you've got an illness someone says there's going to be a downturn somebody says it's going to be a difficult year. Someone says it's going to, that everybody's going to lose their job or wherever, things like that. When you pray in the name of Jesus and you have faith in the name of Jesus. When we say faith in the name of Jesus, you know and understand that what the Bible says about Jesus is true. The Bible says, and listen to me very carefully, the Bible says that Jesus Jesus' name will cause anything said over your life to be silent. And this is what I want you to hold on to. So when you come into the place of prayer, have confidence that the name works, even if you don't see the results, because God will keep his word. Okay, pause there. So we're going to go to the next section in a moment. So that's where we realize that Jesus' has name has been conferred with honor. Now, there are a couple of questions that we've got, and I'm going to quickly answer them. The first one is, supposing you're not sure that you are what you're praying for is God's will, but you are still praying in the name of Jesus. Now, the best way to solve that is this, the very best way. When you are not sure, there are two things. first go to the Bible. If the Bible does not specifically say, this is what to do, or this is what not to do, then what you realize is you are praying now a prayer of committal, saying to the Lord, I submit my will to yours, take control. The best way to do that, ladies and gentlemen, come with me, please to Romans chapter 8. Romans 8, and I'm going to read verses 26 to 28. Romans 8, 26, and I'm going to read to 28, and I'm going to read from the Amplified Bible, Amplified Classic Version. The Bible says, so too the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weakness, For we do not know what prayer to offer nor how to offer it worthily as we ought. But the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. And he who searches the hearts of men knows what is in the mind of the Holy Spirit, what his intent is. Because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God in behalf of the saints according to and in harmony with God's will pause, that means when you need to align yourself to God's will, pray in the spirit, pray, so let's, I'm going to take this from two angles, first, if you are not filled with the spirit, and you pray in English, then align yourself with the, what the Bible says, that Lord, let your will be done, you can read a psalm, the Bible says Psalm 37 verse 4, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will grant you the desires of your heart. Psalm 37, verse 23, the Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. So you just say that, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I submit my will to you. Proverbs chapter 16, reading from verse 3, in the Amplified section, the Bible says that when you commit your way unto the Lord, the Bible says God will cause your thoughts to become agreeable with his will so that your plans will be established and succeed. So that's the first way to pray a prayer of committal. The second way to pray a prayer of committal is pray in tongues. When you're praying in tongues, you are praying the perfect will of God. Your mind is not involved. And that means the Holy Spirit Praise exactly what God wants to hear for your life at that point in time. That means even though you don't know which way to go, the Holy Spirit is going to pray for you. He's going to pray God's will into your life, and God will then make his will happen. And so, what you'll realize is if it's not God's will, God will cause it to come fall to come up, fall apart, God will cause you to realize something, but most of all. God will reveal his will to you in such a way that you can choose him over many options. That's the first thing. Second thing I want to talk about, I've got a question in the chat and it is what is meant in Mark nine twenty four? In Mark nine twenty three, Jesus says to the, son, the father of the paralytic boy, he says that if you can believe all things are possible, to him that believeth. Then the man cries out to Jesus and he says, I do believe, but help thou my unbelief. That means I do believe you. I do believe what you say, but by virtue of circumstances and repetitive failures, help my unbelief. Now, what does Jesus do at that point? Notice when you ask God for help with faith, he will always answer. So what does Jesus do? Jesus takes responsibility for the circumstances. And remember what I'm about to say, it is the Holy Spirit who will cause the word of God to give you the faith. So where you don't have the faith and you say, Jesus, help my unbelief, The gift of faith will more than likely be granted by the person of the Holy Spirit. The Lord will then open the word of God so that you will get the necessary faith. So he'll either work by revelation or he will cause the gift to function. That's a temporary blessing of supernatural faith to get you through the challenge. So ladies and gentlemen, when you ask for faith, you find out throughout the Bible, when anybody asks God for help with their belief, he always does, all right? So he always helps them. So so hopefully that answers those two questions. Great questions, but let's move on to the next one now. The next thing that Jesus receives, going back to Revelation chapter 5, verse 12, the Bible says, after he has received honor, The next one is glory. Now, glory, this is in all sincerity, ladies and gentlemen, follow me. Let's let's go together closely. What is glory? Now, glory by definition, in just the Biblical and by dictionary definition, means dignity, honor, praise, or worship. And so what you begin to realize is It also means reputation, that the Lord has committed to Jesus Christ his reputation. So let's have a look at that in action. It's a popular verse, so we'll go there first, and then we'll look at what glory is, and we'll look at two scriptures to drive this home. So come with me first to John chapter 14, and let's read 12 to 14. I'm going to read from the Amplified Classic Version of the Bible. But what I want you to understand is the name of Jesus. Now, please hear me. I pray this helps your prayer life. The name of Jesus has been given all glory. Now, glory is God's reputation, meaning if God's name says something, Jesus is the custodian of ensuring that name comes to pass. Let's have a look at John chapter 14, verses 12 to 14. The Bible says, I assure you most solemnly, I tell you, if anyone steadfastly believes in me, he will himself be able to do the things that I do, and he will do even greater than these because I go to the Father. Verse 13, and I will do, I myself will grant whatever you ask in my name as presenting all that I am. So, as presenting all that I am so that the father may be glorified and that extolled in through the son I myself will do for you whatever you shall ask in my name as presenting all that I am and so ladies and gentlemen what I want you to understand is notice what Jesus said Jesus said number one I go to the father and that means you will be able to do greater works than I have done because you will have an intercessor I'm going to the father and all of this is going to happen it's going to be conferred on me so you when you come to God it is yes and amen but then Jesus says something in verse 13 he says whatever you ask in my name that means what I've won then it says, as presenting all that I am. I am is in capital letters, meaning the name of Jesus r- points us to, r- when the Bible says I am, Jesus is not speaking about himself, he's speaking about the Father. And he says, the reason I'll, get it, I'll make it happen is so that the Father is glorified, So, where God is referred to as Jehovah Rapha, and you ask, Jehovah Rapha means the covenant keeping God that heals you. When you now ask for healing in the name of Jesus, Jesus says, I will make sure that what God says of himself comes to pass in your life so that the reputation and the name of God is kept holy. You find that in the Lord's Prayer, where Jesus says, the following, that hallowed be thy name. That means in all areas, may your name be kept holy. Then Jesus says that in verse 14, that he says, I will grant you, I will do whatever you ask in my name because it's presenting all that I am. And I am, there is God the Father. So Jesus says, I will do it so God is glorified in your life. Meaning, That the reputation of the almighty God will not be tarnished when it comes to your matter. Because Jesus says, I've won the victory so that when you make a demand on the name of the Lord, when you call on the name of the Lord, when you pray in the name of Jesus, what God is and what he says of himself will become a reality in your life. Life. So that's what it means when the Bible says the name of Jesus has been given glory. We're not done yet. That's what it means that the reputation of the Almighty God rests and sits with the victory of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But glory has another connotation. And the connotation I want you to look at is let's look at when God broke down what glory means. Come with me, ladies and gentlemen. To the book of Exodus, chapter 33. And I'm going to read from 18 to 19. I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible. And the Bible says the following And he said, This is Moses speaking to God. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. The Lord now is going to break down what his glory consists of. Then the Bible says, and he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you. um, Constituent part number one, the goodness of God. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee. Constituent number two, the name of the Lord. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. Constituent number three the grace of God, and I will show mercy on whom I will show mercy, constituent number four, the mercy of God. Pause for a moment, ladies and gentlemen. Everything that God said, this is my glory, do you realize it becomes ours through Jesus Christ? The goodness of God comes through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The name of the Lord comes to us through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The grace of the Lord comes to us through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And the mercy of our Lord comes to us through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He paid the price for all that to become ours. Now, pause for a moment. The Lord said, these four things are what my glory consists of. So what I want you to understand, ladies and gentlemen, when the Bible says the name of Jesus has been given glory, it means his name has the right to bring to pass four things that wherever you need the goodness of God, it is granted. Wherever you need, please hear me well wherever you need the name of the Lord to stand on your behalf, it is granted. Wherever you need the grace of God to step in on your matter, it is granted. And wherever wherever you need the mercy of the Lord to show up on your behalf, it is granted. So when we say that God will be glorified, what does that mean? It means his goodness will show up. And the goodness of God is able to negate anything negative in your life. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. The Bible says, for we know that all things work together for what? For good to those who are the called according to the, uh, who love the Lord and who are called according to the will of God, meaning it doesn't matter what negative you bring to the Lord, his goodness is greater than whatsoever they have caused to happen to you. Meaning the goodness of God is going to be the outcome when you come to the Lord by Jesus Christ, please hold on to that when you come into the place of prayer. And ladies and gentlemen, this is, this is pretty mature, but I, I need to move on. What I want you to understand, ladies and gentlemen, is this. And there's one more thing I'm going to say about the glory of God. The glory of God. So when God shows up, it is forceful. Notice, God says in four areas where I cannot be questioned, my glory will be seen. My goodness can't be touched. The name of the Lord can't be touched the grace and the mercy of the Lord, the Bible says that God can never be questioned. So ladies and gentlemen, those of you that require, and we're not done on this point yet, there's one more. I think that's the kicker, but I want to pray for somebody. If you need grace, mercy, goodness, or the name of God, the name of the Lord to come to pass in your life. We pray together in the name of Jesus. And the Bible says, if two of us agree on earth concerning anything that is that we ask our father in heaven, the Bible says it will be granted. Why? Because Jesus will be right there with us to bring it to pass. I pray for each person who's believing God for a miracle. In Jesus' name, amen. But there's one more thing about the glory and it's this. The word glory, ladies and gentlemen, is, this is key. It literally means when God gathers all that he is to bring to pass his will. Notice, when the glory of the Lord comes down, things change come with me please ladies and gentlemen to Isaiah 58 and we're going to look at verse 8 and then we'll move on to the next point Isaiah 58 verse 8 the bible says the following I'm going to read and I'm going to read from the King James version of the bible it is one of the blessings that comes when we fast the way God wants us to fast different sermon but focus on verse 8. the Bible says four rewards come then shall thy light break forth as the morning you can say amen if you want to ladies and gentlemen and thine health shall spring forth speedily amen I say it for you and thy righteousness shall go before thee and then the Bible says this in the King James version of the Bible the glory of the Lord shall be thy re reward now re reward is an old english word and it's usually translated as vanguard what it means literally it means to gather together to enforce the will of someone and ladies and gentlemen the bible says that the glory of the lord will gather together because of jesus christ so that what God's will says about your life will come to pass. What is going to happen? The Bible says in Exodus chapter 33, verse 19, that the Lord will proclaim his goodness. The Lord will proclaim his name. The Lord will make his grace flow. And the Lord will cause his mercy to flow. Ladies and gentlemen, what am I saying? When you pray in the name of Jesus, God will be glorified. The glory of the Lord will bring to pass and cause to be enforced the reputation of the Lord concerning you. Meaning his name will do exactly what it says it will do. And that's what it means. So when you pray in the name of Jesus, I want you to have a remarkable amount of confidence. Remarkable amount of confidence. Let me go to the next one because we we want to wrap this up tonight. Um, The next thing that the name of Jesus that is granted to the name of Jesus and it's the last thing there after glory, it is blessing. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the word blessing directly translated means fine speaking or commendation. That's what it means in Greek. But the word, now, what I want you to understand is when the Bible says blessing, when the Lord blesses, he literally transfers something from himself to you. Let's have a look at that in scripture. So let's have a look at where the word blessing shows up. Come with me, please. Um, Come with me, please, to Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, to demonstrate what it means, Genesis 1, verse 28. And the Bible says the following, and God blessed them and god said unto them be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth on the earth ladies and gentlemen when god the word bless used in genesis 1 verse 28 which is the second place it's used in the bible it means literally to kneel kneel for us before God but it means where God reaches down to confer onto you an ability that he has and he does it through speech that's what a blessing is now what I want you to understand is when God blesses you the blessing of the Lord goes to work on your behalf so let me give you an example if if you go if if you are on the king's honors list and you are then made the the fourth earl of brent cross maybe and you walk in to buckingham palace you would walk in as mr xyz but when you walk out after the the pronouncement by the king of the country but he will pronounce and he says oh mr xyz thank you for your your, your services to the nation you are now the fourth earl of bread cross touches both your shoulders and your knighted you look the same but now you are walking around with a title that carries the weight of a ruler. So when you now get to Brent Cross, you can say by virtue of the fact that I am now the Earl of Brent Cross, everybody in Brent Cross Shopping Center, all your shopping is free, just hypothetically. But what you begin to realize, notice you are the same person, but you are now carrying a title that carries the weight and resources of a monarch. A blessing is that when God blesses you, he transfers to you an ability that only he carries. That means when you now speak, the blessing of the Lord goes to work. It's not you going to work. It is God's blessing. Turn with me to Hebrews 10. 24. Uh, not hebrews sorry proverbs 10 22 proverbs 10 22 the bible says the blessing of the lord it maketh rich and he addeth no sorrow with it meaning when god blesses you he says it will do what it's meant to do and the bible says The one thing that will be missing is sorrow. Sorrow translated is uncertainty, where there is an element or a possibility of God's will or intention to fail or not to come to pass. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says that the last thing the name of Jesus becomes custodian over because of his victory is the fact that the blessing of the Lord is now in his responsibility. So all that God is can be enforced on your behalf. That means, ladies and gentlemen, where it matters, the words being spoken over your life are not limiting curses or challenges, but they are blessings, reinforcing what God said about you and your future so what i want you to understand so let me demonstrate what i what what, why i said that turn with me we've already been to hebrews 12 22 24 let's go to hebrews 7 verse 25 hebrews 7 verse 25 the bible says speaking of jesus christ remember this is about the power in the name of jesus associated with blessing wherefore he is able to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing that he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Now, when we say intercession, what do we mean? It means somebody legally steps in and speaks on your behalf against anything that speaks against you. That's what intercession is, based upon literally as god jesus speaks as your advocate this is key that means where it matters in the courts of heaven the words that are being spoken over you on a regular basis a day-to-day basis are the blessings of the lord and the bible says when god sends his word to work over your life please hear me well his word is infallible and the bible said jesus christ has responsibility to ensure what god said about you what god has spoken into your life what god has assured you comes to pass come with me ladies and gentlemen to isaiah 55 And let's have a look at verse 11, and then we will move on to our conclusion. Please keep this in mind. Isaiah 55, verse 11, the Lord says the following, So shall the word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I Sent it. Meaning, when God speaks a word over your life, he will enforce it. So, when you now, in the name of Jesus, declare over your life what God is declaring over your life, the name of Jesus Christ ensures what you say stands. And this is what I want you to hold on to, ladies and gentlemen, because the Bible says the blessing, the fine speaking, the words, the the, the issues that are spoken over your life that God spoke into your life at, the, that God spoke into your life at creation, and that he's put in the word of God for you. The Bible says that those words will come to pass in your life, the, and I've got a question, can you use these Bible verses to pray? Yes, you can. You can declare that because the name of Jesus is true, I declare over my life that what God said about me is true. And the Bible says, "And how do you end your prayers? You can declare in the name of Jesus. You can pray in the name of Jesus. You can petition in the name of Jesus. You can supplicate, supplicate means to ask for mercy in the name of Jesus you can decree in the name of Jesus. So when your words go up before God, when you now pray, and this is what we want you to please understand, ladies and gentlemen, the name of Jesus is this powerful and it should change your prayer life. That in any situation you are facing, go before God in prayer. And so ladies and gentlemen, how are we gonna close this out? Um, how are we going to close this out please keep this in mind what I want you to notice is we're going to compare two scriptures to show you how powerful the name and ministry of Jesus is and the person and the ministry of the creator turn with me in your bible please to revelations 4 verse 9 to 11 so let's start there this is where we'll close it out revelations 4 and i'm going to read from verse 9 and i'm going to read to verse 11 and the bible says the following and when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne that's god the father who liveth forever and ever the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying so they worship God for this reason thou art worthy o lord to receive glory and honor and power for thou hast created all things and for thy pleasure they are and were created so they acknowledge in heaven that you are the creator everything is here for your pleasure and they worship the father because of that now come with me ladies and gentlemen to revelations five just skip one chapter forward and we are going to read verses um verses well we'll read from we could we we'll read from 12 because it's a great way to conclude and we're going to read to verse 14 saying with a loud voice worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing that's clear that's something that God has conferred upon Jesus because he has overcome verse 13 and every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders, fell down and worshiped him that liveth forever and ever meaning ladies and gentlemen please keep this in mind that the father and the son are worshiped equally because the father is the creator but the son because of the fact that he has overcome and the Lord has now conferred on him the responsibility of completing absolutely everything that he wants to do, the worship in heaven continues. Why am I telling you this? And this is where we'll end, is because notice your prayers are introduced into that realm. That means, ladies and gentlemen, whenever you come before God in the name of Jesus to pray, Your prayers become the established part of the will and intention of heaven. Why is that so wonderful? Jesus said, we should pray like this. Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Then he says the following, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. How? In earth. As it is where in heaven. Ladies and gentlemen, that means when you pray in the name of Jesus, you are praying heaven and earth are connected through the name of Jesus. And that means there is nothing that's going to stand in the way of your prayers. I pray this changes your prayer life. As we close this, Um, This mini session, and we're going to start something else next week, ladies and gentlemen. I pray for anybody, and I just just join our faith together, and let's just pray for whatsoever concerns you. We pray in the name of Jesus. May heaven, may the will of God, as it is in heaven, come to pass in your life. May God answer your cries. May God answer your prayers and may God be with you now and always as you go forward. Ladies and gentlemen, may God bless you. Have a wonderful week. We have gone over by about two or three minutes. We sincerely apologize. We pray that this session blesses you. Have a wonderful week, ladies and gentlemen. We will see you next week. God bless you. Have a great week.